You're listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's the 7th of October. Welcome to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. And if you didn't know, Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we get started, please listen to this important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Hi Alice, how are you doing? Hey Jose, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just about to actually comment on the weather out here. It's started to rain and I just went, oh no, that sounds so boring. Don't talk about that, but I have. <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> hey, it's Thursday. It is Thursday. The only way I can sort of recover from that is to let's get cracking eh, and talk about the news okay. and see what's been happening today. Alice, All right. what has been happening? I'd love to know. Yeah, so a company called Aroa Biosurgery gave an update on their business yesterday. Ah, very cool. So do you want to know, do you want to touch on what Aroa uh, Biosurgery is? Sure. Now, I must admit that up until a couple of months ago, I had no idea that this company existed. Um, but they're actually a Kiwi biotech company that's listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. Uh, now, they did list quite recently, um, just in July last year, but the company has been around since 2008. Mm. And from memory, they do something um, with tissue from sheep stomachs, right? Yeah, they do something called soft tissue regeneration. Uh, so they develop and make medical and surgical products using a special technology they've developed to improve healing in complex wounds and soft tissue reconstruction. And you're right, they use tissue sourced from sheep's stomachs to do this. Mm. Okay, so what was their latest update about? Uh, well, there were two parts to Aroa's announcement today. Uh, first, they announced their sales revenue for the first half of the financial year. Uh, that's to the end of September. Mm, how did they go? So Aroa said that uh, their product revenue for the six months of the, the year came into a at around 17 million New Zealand dollars. Now it's worth mentioning that these numbers are preliminary and unaudited um, and they'll be confirmed when Arua releases their entire um, kind of full package of half year results um, later down the track. Now these numbers also exclude the impact of any exchange rate fluctuations. It's on what they call a constant currency basis. Right, and how did that revenue number of 17 million compare to how the business has previously done? Uh, so this was about a 37% increase from the previous six months and an increase of 108% from a year ago. Now that led CEO Brian Ward to say that uh, despite COVID-19, the preliminary figures represent a strong revenue result for the half year and they exceeded internal forecast expectations. Uh, furthermore, he said it's pleasing to see the momentum that's developing across the Arawa uh, product portfolio. Was there anything else about the product revenue news to report? Yeah, there was one other thing. Uh, Arua said that given this result, they expect their product sales for the full financial year to be at the upper end of the guidance they've previously indicated to the market. And uh, now this was between 30 and 33 million New Zealand dollars. Now you said there were two parts to Arua's uh, update. What was the second part? 
Uh, so in the update, Aroa also announced that the company signed a contract extension with one of their customers in the US. Uh, specifically, the contract is with a company called Health Trust. They're what you call a group purchasing organization. Now, from what I understand, these companies basically act as a middleman between suppliers of med medical products uh, and healthcare providers like hospitals. Uh, now, this one in particular, Health Trust, is the third largest in the US. US and serves around 1,500 hospitals and healthcare systems uh, across the country. Mm, and what does the contact? Uh, the, sorry, what does the contract? I should say entail. Yeah, so Aroa and Health Trust already have a contract in place uh, for Health Trust to buy one group of Aroa's products called Endoform. But this contract extension adds in another product range called Myriad. Um, so Health Trust will be able to access this from Aroa from the 8th of October. So that's tomorrow. Uh, now, the contract will run for a period of about three years. Mm, and what did Aroa say uh, all about this? Uh, CEO Brian Ward said that it's another milestone for their commercial strategy. He also said that that uh, they had expected Myriad sales to drive growth in this financial year. So it's pleasing that um, adding the Myriad products to the Health Trust contract offers the potential to further fuel that growth. Great. Thanks very much, Alice. Okay, I'm really interested in hearing about our next story, Jose. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real sort of a clash between a couple of corporations that's going on over in Australia at the moment. Now, I'm referring to the continuing back and forth between West Farmers and Sigma in their battle to take over Australian pharmaceutical industries, otherwise known as API. Okay, now we have actually talked about this a few times on Recap. We've kind of been following it. Uh, so I'm very keen to hear what the next turn of the wheel is. Uh, but before we get into that, do you want to just really quickly outline the story so far? Yeah, I'll give it my best shot. So on one side, there's Wes Farmers. They are a big retail conglomerate that includes Bunnings and Kmart, just to name a few. On the other side is Sigma Healthcare Limited. Now they own a whole heap of pharmacy brands in Australia. And right in the middle is API. Uh, that is Australia's largest wholesale distributor of pharmaceutical products. They own a, a whole bunch of pharmacies and franchises as well. Yeah, now we covered it at the time that both Sigma and Wes Farmers have made bids to take over API, right? Yep. So you will remember that back in September, Sigma actually pipped Wes Farmers at the post by making a bid that valued API at uh, around $774 million Australian dollars. Now that won them the right to go over API's books and eventually possibly move to six shareholder approval to complete the purchase. Now, Wes Farmers, which was doing its own due diligence on API from an earlier bid they made, uh, they ended up making some very public announcements saying they believed its bid was still better for API's uh, shareholders, better than the Sigma bid. So what's happened today then? Okay, so enter Washington H. Sol Patterson. Oh man, so who is Washington H. Sol Patterson? So Washington H. Sol Patterson is an ASX-listed investment firm, but more importantly, they are one of the biggest shareholders in API. They have a 19.3% stake, in fact. Now, they actually supported West Farmers' takeover bid. Now, knowing that, can you guess what happened next? I reckon they've sold their shares to West Farmers. That is absolutely 100% right. West Farmers announced today it had acquired those 95 million shares at API from uh, from uh, West, 
What are they called? Soul. I've completely forgotten what they're called. Soul Patterson. <laughs> actually called. They're actually called Soul Pats. That's kind of like their shortened name that everybody seems to know. That's it's true. Nickname for them. I know. No, no. I, I'm not even making that up. People just go Soul Pats. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I thought you were just on a nickname basis with them. No, no. That just mean Elon Musk, to be honest. Ah, uh, okay. So they've acquired those 95 million uh, shares in API. Sigma wants to acquire API in what's called a scheme of arrangement, and that means they need approval from at least 75% of the API shareholders. So West Farmers, which now owns this 19.3% stake in uh, API, they said today that they will not vote in favour of the Sigma bid, and that makes it way more difficult for Sigma to achieve that 75% of the shareholder vote. All right, so what happens now? So West Farmers has purchased the shares from uh, Solpats for $1.38. However, it would need to pay the difference to Solpats if its uh, $1.55 offer to API is approved in the end. But ultimately, this, the decision now lies with the API shareholders. West Farmers will only need to convince 30% of the remaining shareholders, whereas Sigma needs to convince at least 50% of them. So I know we'll just have to see where this particular poker game ends up. Okay, now it feels like a while since we last talked about the buy now, pay later sector. So I have some news about that today. Right. So the buy now, pay later sector, of course, as the name suggests, they're uh, it's referring to payment solutions that allow people to buy a uh, to buy goods now and then pay it off over time. Uh, the sector involves the likes of Afterpay and Klarna and even New Zealand's own Layby. So what's the news about today? Uh, so it's about Target, the huge American retailer that's listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, they announced yesterday that they're partnering with two buy now, pay later companies to add uh, them as payment options for their customers. Okay, so which ones are those? Uh, one called Affirm and the other called Sizzle. So first, Affirm is a company that's based in the US and they're listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. Uh, they recently hit headlines because it was announced that they're partnering up with Amazon to offer their buy now, pay later products to Amazon shoppers. Uh, now that second company called Sizzle, they're actually listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. And you said that both of these companies are going to have their uh, buy now, pay later options available at Target, right? Yeah, that's right. So Target said that they want to invest in financial tools that make their customers' shopping experiences more flexible and personalised to their needs. Uh, now they also specifically pointed out that this is right in time for the holiday season. Yeah, that's a great point. So Target said in their uh, blog post about it that Sizzle will be able to be used for shoppers uh, through their website, target.com, or on the Target app. And meanwhile, Affirm will be available as a pay payment option for purchases over $100 on target.com. Mm. And how did Affirm and Sizzle's share prices react to all this? Uh, well, when this hit the news, a firm's share price jumped about 20%. Uh, and then because this news came out in the US, so it was overnight in Australia, uh, when the Australian market opened today, Sizzle's share price has since jumped up about 10%. So why would their share prices have jumped so much? 
Well, I guess here's some fast facts about Target, which might help paint a picture. So they have just under 2,000 stores in the US. Uh, in fact, Target says that 75% of the US population lives within 10 miles of a Target store. And then in 2020, uh, Target made 93.6 billion US dollars in revenue. So you can see why these companies are wanting to get in on a little bit of that pie. Yeah, great. Thank you very much, Alice. And... That means it's uh, time for us to go. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. That was Recap for the 7th of October. And as always, we would appreciate it if you gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Matiwa. Kakiteano. <laughs> <laughs>